Hey there, stranger. Welcome to Tad Strange, a Gravity Falls podcast. We'll be exploring the captivating and mysterious world of Gravity Falls, Oregon, and we are so glad to have you along for the ride. Uh, I am joined here today. First of all, I am Joe. I don't think I introduced myself in the last episode, but uh, my Ooh, name is Joe, gasp. and I am joined here today by fabulous Twitch streamer Trevor, aka Oxfail Mage. Hi, friends. And by my big brother and all-around great guy, Matthew. I love cavorting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, today we're going to be jumping into episode number two of Gravity Falls, The Legend of the Gobblewonker. Um, so this is really interesting episode for me. Um but what were you guys' first reactions coming back to this episode after uh, maybe not seeing it for, for a while? I actually forgot this was the second episode. <laughs> that, that, yeah, same here. I, I thought, thought it was, was really like hot. the fourth or the fifth. I, I honestly thought it was just like some random filler from later in the uh, season. Um, so good episode, bad episode, generalizations. It's an okay episode. Like it's, I I personally like it more than the pilot. Okay. Uh, mostly because the characters are more fleshed out, but I think like compared to some of the other episodes, it's an okay episode. Mm. Like a, it feels like a filler almost. Mm. Hmm. Um, coming back to it after seeing some of other episodes and and uh, seeing more of the town of Gravity Falls and who the minor characters are. Um, I'm able to see a little bit more. So uh, I I enjoyed this episode um, probably about as much as I would enjoy the pilot. Um, And yeah, I think it was a good episode. Cool. Um, Rating on an A plus to F scale. (laughs) Um, Uh, Probably like a C plus, maybe like a B plus. No, you know, I, I would really? say like a B minus. Okay. Um, so same as the pilot for you? Yeah, it's about the same thing. The story is kind of very straightforward. Mm. You can kind of tell where it's going. It has a nice twist at the end. Mm. Um, But I don't think we've really got into Gravity Falls yet. Mm. So. B minus, yeah. Okay. Uh, B and half a minus. I do think okay. it's, it's, it's an, I, I, do, I think it's an improvement um, from the pilot, mostly for the sake of showing more of what Gravity Falls is, the town, um, as well as the series. Okay. Um, however, I wouldn't give it a solid B because it actually has like a little less twists than the first mm. episode does. Mm. It's a. It is definitely a little more straightforward, which which gives it a, a difference. But meh, still okay. a B half minus. <laughs> cool, cool. So I would give this oh C minus. To be honest, Ew. I hate this episode. This is, I think, my least favorite episode of Gravity Falls at yeah. all. Um. I don't like the way that it introduces McGucket. Um, I don't enjoy the mystery. The mystery does not feel fulfilling. Um, like, I don't like a lot of the gags. Um, they were kind of sort of funny. Um, 
but the way that they were mixed into the story, I, I didn't think they hit home as well. Um, I felt that the moral was overly for- like, I don't like this episode. Long story short. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, I rated a C minus, like I would put it at a D, but there's still hints of gold. I have almost the same feeling about this episode. Honestly, no, I feel worse about this episode than the um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood movie where there's like <laughs> oh, some, some good stuff and yeah. it's like really good and I like it and I love it. But then there's just so much that just doesn't hit, just doesn't yeah. fulfill. The um, only reason this episode isn't a C for me is because of some of the gags. Okay. Because for a second episode, for like the actual launch of mm-hmm. the series, mm-hmm. the gags like set up for how these characters are going to be throughout the rest of the series. That's fair. So. Hmm. Okay. Jumping into a real quick uh, summary, though. So Dipper and Mabel are sitting in the kitchen of the Gravity Falls Mystery Shack, and they're having a syrup eating contest. And (laughs) Grunkle Stan shows up and says, hey, we're going to go have a family day. Um, Why don't you put on these blindfolds and get in the back of my car? They go off driving. It's the opening of fishing season. And so they head out and they're about to go fishing. Um, Grunkle Stan has made them a couple of hand-stitched hats and has given it to them. But uh, right before they go out, the titular character um, and the driving force behind this episode uh mcgucket comes out and starts dancing around does he even get named in this episode i don't know if he does but nonetheless i um, believe they scream like old man mcgucket okay i'm old man mcgucket that's just a random guy in the back like is that mcgucket being crazy again like that's that's it that's his name now and so he he shows up and he says gravity and starts doing a dance and Mabel's saying oh he's doing a jig he's happy and he says oh no this is a jig of grave danger um, because he has seen the gobblewonker um, this mysterious basically the Loch Ness monster um, that has broken this boat and been mysteriously like it's like it went out, scuttled on over to Scuttlebutt Island and so Dipper and Mabel. Um, they don't really want to go with their uncle because he's in this tiny little um, boat uh, with like Stan of War painted on the side and he's got like fishing lures and he's all stinky and then Seuss shows up with his boat and it's like, oh hey dude, I can take you over to the island, we'll go find a monster um, there's also, at the same time a reward, $500 reward um, and so Dipper fantasizes about becoming like famous for finding this monster and Mabel fantasizes about getting the money to buy a human sized hamster ball <laughs> Mm-hmm. They, what did she say to the hamster? Oh, no, it's beautiful. We'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. Okay. That's <laughs> and one of my so, favorite jokes in the yeah, whole show. Yeah, me too. It's beautiful. They head out to the island. They get there. Um, They make jokes about the fact that it's called Butt Island. Dipper has prepared a ton of cameras for their trip and has given a bunch to each of them. They 17. head over to the other side of the island. They 17 cameras. They head over to the yeah. other side of the island. They think they see the gobblewonker. They charge towards it. Turns out it was just a bunch of like an overturned boat and some random stuff with a bunch of beavers playing on it. But it was all shadowy, so they thought it was the gobblewonker. So they run up. Turns out it was just that, and it was a beaver with a chainsaw making all the noises they were hearing. And so then... Uh, Turns out that the Gobblewonker actually does show up, and they just book it. Awesome chase scene. Um, and mm-hmm. 
at the end, they go through a waterfall into a secret cave in the background. The Gobblewonker gets stuck in the entrance to the cave. Then a rock falls from the ceiling, hits the Gobblewonker on the head. Uh, it starts sputtering sparks. Its head droops to the floor. Turns out that the Gobblewonker was a giant robot being piloted by none other than McGucket. Who, <gasps> after they yes. confront him, talking about how... Uh, he was doing this to try to get attention from his son, um, who is like the park ranger and didn't like sprayed him with some water earlier for being weird. And <laughs> he did though, I forgot. He did. It was great. <laughs> he sprays him like he's a dog. It's beautiful. Oh, and so after that, uh, he confronts Dipper and Mabel. And he says, I'm going to go back to working on my death laser. And Sue says, oh, uh, so I guess the, uh, the real monsters are you two dudes. I got, oh, sorry, it just kind of came out. And so they <laughs> proceed back to Stan in their, like, completely destroyed boat. They barely float up. And they're like, hey, you have any room in there for us? And they go and join Stan, and they have a wonderful time. There's an awesome picture montage. And then... That is the scene, I believe. Cut to Almost. credits right after that. What happens right at yeah. the end? Am I forgetting something? At the end, you submerge below ah. the surface of the water and see a shadowy figure, large, looming, but in the distance, swimming across the bottom of the lake. It's not really shadowy. They totally well, say it's it the, eats the camera and it's the gobble walker. Sure, sure, that's what it is. There's no question. Whatever. <laughs> it's underwater. It's, it's shadows. <laughs> There's no shadows underwater. There's just water. There's ah! just water. So <laughs> let's let's just start at the beginning because I actually really like the way that this uh, part starts because you have Dipper and Mabel like actually having fun and having a, a syrup true. eating contest and it's fantastic. And then you have Stan coming in and it's like it's family day. So you cement that idea of him like actually loving his family but then um he's like is this gonna be like last family day and you cut this yes. is a good use of a flashback in my opinion to and it goes back to them um forging money in the basement <laughs> and yes. stan saying you think that looks like ben franklin that looks like a woman um or you call that ben franklin that looks like a woman and yeah. then the cops show up and then it cuts back and Mabel's just shuddering like, oh, the county jail was so cold. Oh <laughs> it's beautiful. It sets like, he's a family man. He's a con man. Like, they're willing to be in on it with him. Um, and like dark humor. And it's yeah. beautiful. All of that in just one, one little bit. And then <laughs> he says, uh, now why don't you... Uh, Put on these blindfolds and get in the back of my car. And they're like, yay! And just like, what? <laughs> and then cut to do 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 do. Yeah. I love that intro. That's, if, I love that. If I may. Mm -hmm. you Don't think it. about this as an episode of Gravity Falls. Think about it as an episode of Scooby Doo that Gravity Falls fell into. Because this entire yeah. episode is a tribute to Scooby Doo. Yeah, it is. That, that is true. The way everything you have the villain shows up immediately, causing a false fire. You have them going on an adventure somewhere they don't yeah. know. The shadowy figure with the beaver with the chain. Oh, it's just a beaver with a chainsaw. Like yes. you can hear them saying it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It is a Scooby Doo episode unmasking the villain. Who's the real villain here? It's us. It, we made the mistake, or somebody else made it. has nothing to do with monsters. It has to do with the human condition. Yeah. It, it's through and through a Scooby Doo episode. 
and that's why I honestly think it should have been later in the season. Yes. Or it could have been the pilot. One of the two. Mm. I think it would have made an okay pilot. Yeah. Um, not in the like. If you took the pilot and this and reversed them, you wouldn't be able to tell. Because this could have been a pilot. narration. Yes, my yeah. narration. Well, that's the thing. Mm. It's weird that the pilot episode has the narration to set up the entire series. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Normally, a pilot's a throwaway episode. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we're gonna throw this out there. You guys can watch it. However, you feel this will get us our contract or not. So that's how I feel about it. It doesn't follow suit at all to other Gravity Falls episodes. Yeah. It definitely is a homage to the old 80s and 90s, yeah. and even 70s, like Scooby-Doo's, Murder Mysteries, you know what I mean? Those yeah. kind of supernatural mystery, chasing Batman. the monster. And it's yep. literally the tropiest of tropey monsters. It's the sea monster, the one yeah. nobody's seen and everyone knows about. <laughs> so, yeah, when- I, I, I get it. I, I don't know. For me, like, they didn't put any twist on it. And even modern Scooby-Doo, modern Scooby-Doo takes that trope, does it to the fullest, and then makes fun of it. And it's amazing. Um, yeah. Shoes like, uh, shoes like, shows like, um, let me see, Be Cool Scooby-Doo. I love it because it's so self-referential and it's so just dumb humor. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just taking it and pushing to the extreme. This feels like just a normal Scooby-Doo episode. And yeah. it doesn't make any jokes based on it. It just rides it out. Yeah, it. They, I mean, they make their jokes in the Gravity Falls way, but yeah. set the entire episode look. It's a Scooby Doo, and it just it. It's a really weird mix. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest of episodes, mm-hmm. but it's definitely kind of unique in a way. Because now we're really getting a taste of that Gravity Falls humor. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the Seventeen Cramas thing is, I think that's one of the greatest jokes in the entire <laughs> yes. show. Yes, because it shows Dipper's. Dipper's not just ready. He has 17 mm-hmm. cameras ready. Mm-hmm. He's 17 <laughs> I mean, cameras ready. He, he stands there and he's like, oh, where's my camera? Oh, here's my backup. Oh, no, no. Do you see my phone here? My hat. He has already thought of this yeah. all the way through that yep. he is getting yep. this picture. Yep. And then the fact that they just go, what's that? Throw cameras over the boat. And they just like throw him. <laughs> Mabel throws it at a bird. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like yeah. camera. And it's like, I love, I love that. Yep. And the, yeah. Get right through that whole Yep. I'm prepared. And everybody yep. else is like, yep. oh, what are we doing? <laughs> so that's the start of the scene. I kind of want to just run through it and touch on all the bases in that scene because it's such a good one. First of all, mm. great joke. Um, second of all, Dipper set up as super prepared. So you have him show up um, and he's like, okay, we got 17 cameras. Got one right here. Like, oh, no. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Let's back up. Oh, I don't oh, know no. if I can. Maybe I save this for the favorite joke. I think I save it for the favorite joke. So you come into this and... Um, you, uh, they're all like, oh, throw a bird, just chuck a camera. It's like, okay, guys, don't lose the camera. Ditch the camera. It was, lose, lose the cameras. No, don't lose. Dude, I just threw two away. <laughs> it's, it's so good. 14. But then, 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 then one thing I don't like, and I mean, we see this throughout the series, Mabel blackmails Dipper into letting her become co-captain by threatening to destroy his property. Mm. I don't know if that's even blackmail. Like, ah, this is the beginning of like the Mabel is a jerk that we see throughout the entire series. Spoiler alert. I sometimes honestly wonder if you have siblings. Me? (laughs) Because mine did that to me all the time. That was nothing new for me. They also did that. Like, (laughs) destroyed my stuff when I wouldn't give it to their demands. 
maybe you guys are just really nice to each other. I think maybe but, like, that resonated with me on a spiritual level. Okay. I was like, you go Dipper, I get you. Okay. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like Mabel is always the bad guy in all of those yeah. exchanges, though, which I don't know. Yeah, I can't really think of one where Dipper is the one doing it to her. There isn't one. It's always Dipper being self-sacrificing for Mabel. And, I mean, it's even brought up in canon, in the show, and they don't address it. So that's that's one thing yeah, we'll I, continue okay, to hit there, on throughout all these. That That is true there. I'm remembering one particular episode where Mabel has to choose to make a sacrifice for Dipper. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one it is. It does exist, but that's one out of, I don't know what, there's 18 in the first season. It's the and- second to last episode of the entire thing. And oh yeah, it, it it's is. barely her decision. That's why I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, You know what, though? Mm-hmm. It shows an interesting characteristic of them that we don't see in the show because remember with shows especially episodic shows there are things going on off camera there are Mm -hmm. things going on in between episodes before episodes he might have grown up his entire life where his sister was favored over him Hmm. so it's kind of ingrained in him that when she wants something she's either going to threaten me or go to mom and dad and she's going to get it i might as well go through this way Hmm. you know it's a interesting character of dipper it's definitely stupid yeah um i don't like it yeah it could be better Yep. But. Um, and my, like, hearing my mother's voice, it's like, that shouldn't be in a kid's show. It's teaching children to be bratty, and then they're going to get what they want. And yeah, I'm my why, mother. That's, why, uh, that's, that's Mickey Mouse. That's uh, why yeah, I was allowed I do that to watch well. uh, I'm my mother. Because mm. Angela was a freaking mm-hmm. little brat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. Or whatever her name was. Angelica, that's right. It's the same reason She's I can watch Pokemon. Kid. The Pokemon world demons. Good talk, guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mm. Although, one thing is, like, that thing that I don't like leads up to a really fun scene where, um, like, uh, he, so she becomes, well, she's like, I want to be captain. It's like, uh, fine, I'll just be co-captain. It's like, "Uh, no, you can't be co-captain. It's like, oh, whoops, I'm going to destroy your stuff. It's like, okay, fine, 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 you can be co-captain. They're like, oh, can I be captain too? And it's like, as co-captain, I authorize that request. Um, and then later on, there's like, we're going to lure him with this fish food. Um, it's like, Hey, can I, can I try some? Uh, and, uh, Dipper says, let me see. I wrote it down. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Um, I, wait, wait, where is it? We need to do this. Uh, it's worth it. It'll pay off. It's totally worth it. Uh, Believe with me. Clap your hands uh, if you believe. uh, Oh no, where's it at? Oh, I'm sad now. Okay, oh. anyways, they say, I um, as captain, ahead. I authorize that request. As co captain, um, I like co authorize that request. As, um, yes. and, and so I associate co authorize that request. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just beautiful. It. <laughs> he eats it. <laughs> he just starts spitting it out. It's like, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So good, cool. Um, so you guys addressed that. Uh, I brought up the idea that this kind of gives you insight into a larger universe, and um, like all all the different jokes and stuff. For me, they were interesting. For me, they didn't feel like they were in a coherent universe. I I never had 
like even with the reveal of the monster at the end and with like mm-hmm. the a gigantic shame boss that destroyed the entire downtown area um like <laughs> mcgucket didn't feel like the same mcgucket we see later on um yeah, he becomes a totally different character after that he does and i don't like this mcgucket so i'm glad he he changed this is the <laughs> yeah. one where he's just like a crazy old man who creates like death robots and i don't like it also like if this is a scooby-doo trope why isn't he going to jail or like why is there no like anything for he's him on his death right he can't go to jail it takes him way too much time my goodness Gosh, use it, logic I mean, it's it's a little bit strange. Like, no one reacts to the monster at all. How strange? Uh, just a tad strange. Um, but no one reacts to the monster at all, and there's no repercussions for the bad guy, and... <sighs> yeah, like, if really you're trying to be a Scooby-Doo episode, you did a bad job. Yeah, you would have to have the, uh, the two officers who yes. aren't they both introduced in this episode as well yes they are or, yeah you would have to have them just like wander in on their boat and be like oh what, what's going on here and then arrest them like or whatever oh banjo fiddle yeah yeah and, something like that yeah and then just be taken off so uh, that's that's where it really fell short for me um yeah i think matthew one of your favorite jokes in the show though is the beavers I I think I remember watching this episode with you and you were just cracking up so much over yes, the beavers with the right. subtitles. Like, oh yes, oh, subtitles. Oh, and it's really good. It's yes, really good. I like I, I rewatched this episode maybe two months ago and I was yeah. like, man, whatever. This is dumb. But I rewatched it just today and I I actually chuckled a little bit. Where oh, it says we're beavers at one point and it yes. says we're still beavers when it comes back. <laughs> and I love <laughs> so um. Stupid. They say like I love canoodling or what is it yeah cavorting, cavorting. cavorting. i love cavorting <laughs> it's just like what that is so God. stupid so that and, i like oh also yeah what's the point of a beaver with a chainsaw yeah exactly what but that's that's the scooby-doo that's element the Scooby-Doo humor okay. it's like is is what's what's making the noise then we found out what a is what's b oh it's a beaver with a chainsaw <laughs> it doesn't make any sense as to why it's there but it's doing it it's there so okay. I guess so. I felt like this entire episode was a beaver with a chainsaw, though. Like you yeah. had them showing no, up. Um, one thing I did actually like was the random people, um, like also fishing. That was really cool. Yes. Like just the yeah, dad, yeah. dad, dad, I've dad. Been, that was great. Character. We get wanting. the first. Wait, 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 wait. We get the first. Get him, get him. When yeah. he's punching yeah. the fish. That's the first get him, get him <laughs> of the season um, of the show. And if you haven't watched this before, oh, get ready for so many more. Oh, so it's so good. good. You get introduced to almost everybody in the town, and that's yes. what I like about yeah. that, that, that yep. whole set of scenes. Yep. And I actually want to talk about this. I, I love and hate Uncle Stan in this episode. Mm. And I love him because what's going on with him is hilarious. <laughs> like, when he's just, like, going around telling jokes to people, ruining people's <laughs> oh days. <laughs> I also love what he says when they get there. He's like, you're going to go fishing with me because the guys in the lodge don't want to and think don't. I'm unbearable. No, no, no. He, he puts up air quotes and says, don't like me like or me. trust yeah, that's me. What it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But um, I like that. I like the jokes. Mm-hmm. But I hate that he's a sad puppy all day. Mm. It's so out of character for him, especially after last episode where we see the harsh, shrewd, I'm a con man. Mm. And you see him mm. shed emotion for a second. Mm-hmm. Now he's, he's a sad puppy. And something I want to touch on, because 
I I really like looking into the deeper of the character. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of talked about it, like with Dipper in them last episode. What Dipper's idea was? Uncle Stan has all the money he ever will need. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. only still like uses the Mystery Shack essentially because he wants people. Hmm. You know what I mean? Dang, hitting with the sads again. So here's oh. the thing. He now has people. He has family. Mm. And he wants them to enjoy what he enjoys. And he wants them to have fun with him. And he wants to take them and show them the things he likes to do. And in this case, it's fishing. He wants to show them how to mm. thread a knot. And he wants, you know what I mean? He doesn't have a son. He doesn't have a family he can go out with. He, he, his dad's gone. He doesn't have brothers. He doesn't have people to go fishing with. And it's such a, a trophy like, what do you do with your kids and your dad? You know what I mean? It's, it's mm. a right of patches kind of thing. And mm. now he wants to show, he wants to show Dipper and Mabel it. Mm. And they want to go have fun with something totally different. And- Pop pop, maybe he doesn't have anybody who loves him. <laughs> yes. I love you. This is my giant giant pop pop, I just realized something. <laughs> I think I love you. <laughs> oh, what are you doing oh, over there? So and then good. Stan yells at him. He's like, Oh, what are you doing over there? And he's like, Pop pop. Maybe he doesn't have doesn't anybody have who loves him. him. Oh my but, god. But but yeah. Uh, so yeah. I don't like. Uh, well, actually, honestly, I like. I love Stan in this episode. I love Sad like, Puppy Stan. But so you are one hundred percent right that this does not work following the previous episode. Yeah. yeah. What I like is you see the wanting of having a family. You yes. see the wanting, the depth of the character. I love that. Yes. I don't like that he doesn't just revert to like angry con man Stan. Mm. Because mm. honestly, if we're going with his actual character, he would have just straightened up and go, you know what, fine, and left. Hmm. He wouldn't hmm. have cared. He yeah. would have. He would become hollow. He would have become jaded again. He wouldn't have just like sat in the boat all damn and sad. Mm. Unless so, he really, really likes fishing. He does though. Because he, he doesn't creep, No, he was creeped out by those. That's right. Lures though. <laughs> yeah, he really just wanted to spend yeah. time with them. Yep. Mm. And that hits me. Like that's something. Mm. Like every episode, when you get to the family aspect, I'm like, uh, yeah, because like <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I should have fished with my dad more, or oh man, I should have, you know, vetted all my sister's boyfriends or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. But it, the part that hits me hardest in the show isn't the ciphers and isn't the mm-hmm. secrets. It's just the really practical life lessons of enjoy your family while they're there. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially this episode. I think that's why I like this episode. Mm. Compared to like, what well, I guess not like, but why I don't hate it is because of that yeah. end scene where Grunkle Stan gets to spend just a few yeah. hours being yeah. the family guy he wants to be. Yeah, yep. the photo and not the con man that everybody thinks he is, mm-hmm. or the con man he's been forced to be. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's really good, and that um, yeah. That's really good. I think that that photo montage at the end where they just roll up and they just smile at each other and it's like, uh, you guys ever uh, seen me tie a blah, blah, blah knot? And it's like, five bucks says you can't do it. Five bucks says you can't do it with your eyes closed or your hands tied behind your back or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's such a good scene. It's like, I'll take those odds. Uh, like, Seuss, what happened to your shirt? It's like, it's a long story. I still don't know what happened to his shirt, but that's okay. Um, so... So jumping into um a new area, animation. There is a great variance of animation in this, and I'm wondering if either of you noticed it. Uh, compared to the first episode? Uh, no, just in general. Um, even Within internally. It. 
Like, yes. So the the chase scene, yeah, was very uh, like fluid, like very yeah. digital. Um, yes. I mean, it's almost how you see uh, how Family Guy kind of changes. Like at the beginning, it was very um, natural, even just looking at like the introduction scene. But then you get to later seasons, and things become a lot more digital, where mm. It's it's very smooth. I mean, it's it's something that you perceive with your eye, having frames of hand drawn yeah. things yes. versus having digital models that move smoothly mm -hmm. at a high frame rate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's it's definitely something that's noticeable. Where when you have them on the beach, you you can kind of tell that this is kind of normal animation style. Mm -hmm. But then when it gets to the action scene of things moving a lot the it's it's fluid that that's mm. kind of the best way i can describe it. Yep. it it's fluid instead of regular animation cartoon mm -hmm. expectations mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think something i kind of noticed with it is in the first episode mm -hmm. when they were in the golf cart it always moved from one side of the screen to the other mm. they never did follow shots they would do pass through the background, pass through the background, pass through the background. And with the boat scene, they did follow shots. And it definitely looked True. better because mm -hmm. what it was was you'd have a still in the first one and either the cart was coming at you, the cart was going away, yep. or the cart was going by. And yep. with this, you're following it, you're seeing them, you're cutting to the monster, you're cutting mm -hmm. to different angles. So it, it's definitely a huge jump. And I like it a lot more mm -hmm. than, you know what I mean? Even though doesn't even get close to that scene in the beginning when uh, the people are grilling and they come flying over mm -hmm. the um, hill on the golf cart. Yes, that just that destroys everything. For that. That's just such a good, uh, good scene. Yes, so great. But I think it's it's definitely yeah, it's definitely smooth. It's definitely yep. like um, you don't expect to just watch it move across the background. You yeah, just have to follow. Yeah, yeah. So that high quality animation was extremely contrasted by me. At the beginning, I noticed extremely low quality animation um, where like during a scene for a solid 10 seconds or so, if you looked at Mabel, you could just, it looked like she lost her soul for that 10 seconds. <laughs> like, yeah. like nothing was really changing. There wasn't any idle background. And I mean, that's a Gravity Falls style of animation as well, but it feels like there was a almost lazy animation. I don't want to say that because animation takes so much work, but well, it felt like lazy animation in the beginning. I feel like that might have been because of this high-quality animation later on. They spent all yeah. their time on this, but... There is a technique in animation where you kind of just copy-paste the character. Yeah. So you don't use them scene by scene. So let's say there's a scene where it's Dipper and Uncle Stan talking. Mabel has nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Instead of animating her, making her do things, or even make her pop yes. out, they would just animate Uncle Stan and Dipper, and the point for that is to save money. So yes. they get to the bigger scenes, they can make them look bigger. Yep. Yep. And that's why we have a lot of little scenes in this, uh, like you were saying, in this episode, there's a lot of little scenes. Yeah. Especially those scenes um, with, like, Uncle Stan and one character. They're mm -hmm. easy to do. Yes. Like, when he's in the boat by himself, very easy scene to do. Mm -hmm. So compared to, uh, like, the high-paced animation, or just animating, like, the monster, for instance, mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, it's definitely a way of saving money. Yeah. At least what I would think so. Yep, I, I think you're a, totally right. It's, it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you don't notice it unless you're looking for it. Yeah. So. And in the beginning, maybe I was just looking for it, but it was extremely noticeable. When you had Dipper, Mabel, and Grunkle Stan all in a room supposedly yep. talking, and like Grunkle Stan would be talking, and Mabel would just 
like I don't know, just the idle yeah. animation, I guess, or the, the idle frame just wasn't my cup of tea, or I don't know. Um, so it seemed like they compensated a little bit, so there wasn't as good of animation as I had come to expect from Gravity Falls. So I was a little bit surprised mm. and sad. Yeah. <laughs> but then, oh my gosh, those chase scenes. Um, so now let's. I want to talk about another scene, uh, the one where they discover the beavers. So, first of all, I don't, I mean, I guess I can appreciate that it's a Scooby-Doo trope, and but just mm-hmm. on its own as a Gravity Falls thing, seeing like this shadowy figure and then it, oh, it's just random stuff. Oh, it's beaver with a chainsaw. Um, yeah. It's not Gravity Falls at all. It's not Gravity Falls, and I didn't like it. One thing I did love, though, is Seuss charging towards it. Oh, oh my sad. gosh. Oh, my gosh. He just, he, like, finds a random, like, um... Uh, An or? What, no, what he finds, it? like, a like, post fence thingy with, like, a sharpened end. It's just a stake. Oh, like a, right. a, yeah. And so they all just charge. He's like, ha, ah, and it's great. Yeah. Like, him charging, I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the best part of that scene. But I, I like the subtle nod to, you know what I mean, the Nancy Drew or the Hardy okay. Boys or Scooby-Doo, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Okay. It, it, it's a nod to the oh, older Detective yeah. series where you see the shadowy figure. Yeah. It's just something totally different. Yep. Yeah, that's totally and a then it just callback pops now that you mentioned Hardy Boys. That's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I guess I can appreciate that. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes that makes me a little bit happy. The ending about the is so Scooby Dooey though, where they open yes. up this hatch and McGuffin pops out and he just starts monologuing and it's like, oh, they unmask, you know, the vampire, yeah. they unsheath yeah. the ghost. It's like there is, and he just there. has a presentation ready to show them everything. <laughs> he does. He has like a PowerPoint like well, set up. I'm glad you've come here today. I've prepared <laughs> this brunches outside, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we have the finest scones and orange juice. <laughs> is that what they they have at presentations? I don't know. I've been to many. Uh, probably. Yeah. Scones and bagels. Scones is pretty high class. I know. I had a scone today. It was pretty good. <laughs> so overall, um, I I think I like this episode. Um, one, it introduces you to the town. Um, mm-hmm. it it gives you a view of okay, there's more of a setting to this than just the mystery shack. Um, that we saw in episode one. So it really gives a sense of place as well. Like there are things happening. There are people who have different jobs and they've all collected in this, in this location for the first day of fishing season. Um, but it gives a sense of, okay, gravity falls is a legitimate town place. It's, it's, it's mm. place, place creating. Um, and in addition to that, um, I like how, more mystery is exposed than just there's these weird gnomes in a secret room behind a vending machine. Mm-hmm. You're shown because, like, when you see that, you're like, "Oh, this is weird." Is Gravity Falls like some supernatural or like fantasy creature thing? But no, there's there's also creatures mm-hmm. that are man-made, and there's so it it kind of shows you where Gravity Falls isn't just about this one style of mystery Mm. Mm -hmm. because a man-made mystery is very different than a uh, fantasy creature mystery Mm -hmm. is very different than a horror mystery. And so you get a little bit of the horror with the fog and and that kind of stuff. Um, And so you're kind of introduced to these different kinds of mysteries is different than a kidnapping mystery Mm -hmm. from, from the previous episode. Um, Yeah. I like that. Um, about this episode. Okay. 
Yeah, it shows off the archetypes of mystery very well. Mm-hmm. So you're you get to understand that it's not just going to be about fairies and dragonflies or whatever the whole time. <laughs> it's going to be about weird things, and humans are going to do things that are bad too. So mm. it seems like this is a trope. Um, I completely agree that they're touching on um, and the man-made mystery, etc. I don't think they ever come back and reuse this trope. And I think there might be a reason Mm. Um, because it didn't work out great. Like having just the man made, like if you have, uh, I mean, people involved, humans involved with magical stuff, that's what they tend to go with in future episodes. Um, You don't really see any just, Scooby-Doo Hardy boy, purely random robots, random robots. Um, and I, I honestly think there's a reason why, because people like me didn't like this episode. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it doesn't fit. And that's what it is. It, it's a callback. It's a, let's talk about the past kind of thing. But I think Mm. that's all it was ever supposed to be. Mm. I don't think it was ever supposed to be anything more than a homage to where they came from. Because if it wasn't mm-hmm. for Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys and Scooby Doo, Gravity Falls would have been a thing. Mm. You know, there's even I don't know. This episode also reminds me of like Twin Peaks in a way, because um, it's very weird and doesn't make much sense. There's just stuff going on all around. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's like if you ever watch Twin Peaks, like you get to like the middle of the second season, you're still like I don't know what's going on and that's kind of what's going on like everybody's okay. just kind of doing their thing out on this lake for some reason yeah and there's all these random happenings happen you know what i mean yeah it's very it's very callbacky to all the things that led it to here and i think that's what the episode was supposed to be it was supposed to be a callback uh, you know we okay. know who brought us here mm-hmm. we understand that we're standing on the shoulders of giants mm. now don't talk about it because we don't want to talk about it <laughs> mm. okay so they're just kind of covering their bases yeah, because, you okay. know, if they never had an episode like this, right, mm-hmm. um, the fan base would be like, well, you know, you're just a scooby ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why oh, they kind of, like, came out swinging okay. with this, because so. they wanted to show they weren't a Scooby-Doo ripoff. They wanted to be like, yes, we know, we did this. Mm-hmm. Here it is. You mm-hmm. get it. We're a mystery cartoon. Ooh, the first one ever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get to our show. Cool, cool. Um, can we jump back to the idea of family? And, um, so we get to see two things that we didn't get to see, um, as much, I guess, in the pilot, or we get to see it a whole bunch more in this episode, I guess I should say. Uh Um, number one, right off the beginning, um, with the syrup eating contest, you have Dippler and Mabel (laughs) actually liking each other, actually Mm -hmm. having fun together. You have that, then when they're blindfolded in the car, um, Mabel's like, uh, now that I'm blindfolded, I feel like all my other senses are so much more, uh, in, I'm so much more in tune with all my other senses. And she goes over and like tickles Dipper as he's blindfolded. And they're just having so much fun in the back of that car. Mm. Um, and so that's super cool. Um, and I feel like it's undercut by, I wrote down evil Mabel, who's only concerned with her own fun. But mm, yeah, but nonetheless, we still get that, and we also get to see Stan just really like legitimately liking his great niece and great nephew, um, making them hats. Like this dude, That's true. 
who has no idea how to do anything other than con people just hand sewed some patches onto some hats (laughs) to give to his great niece and his great nephew. Like that's just beautiful. That, that scene like captures my heart. And then like one of the letters falls off, but it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. So you get to see the warm heart of him. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't think we see enough of con man, um, like hardened guy. Yeah. Um, in other episodes, it'll be like, oh, I love my family. Therefore, I'm going to like go lie to the police and like punch an <laughs> eagle um, or punch like an whatever. And you see that um, not as much in this episode. Yeah. But you do get to see him. You get to see, and I think it's cool because it sets up, like, as much as I don't like seeing him stay true to his character, it sets up for the rest of the series mm. of why he does the things he does. Yep. And it allows him to be a mm. jerk, but yeah. you always remember this, where he You was. always remember that he actually cares. Mm. And he actually gets so. sad sometimes. Me too. Mm-hmm. Already, sad well, I stand. think, unless there's anything else we want to cover, I'll give you three, two... Oh, wait. Oh. I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. Let's jump right into favorite jokes. Favorite yes. jokes. I already kind of mentioned mine. <laughs> uh, 17 cameras is like my favorite. <laughs> and I think as someone who has like anxiety and OCD, that's why I love it so much because it's making fun of people like me. It's making fun <laughs> of people like, because like when I used to go places, I'd be like a backpack full of stuff and mm-hmm. my parents would be like, you're going next door. And I'm like, I never know what's going to happen. Listen. <laughs> and that really hits me hard when he's like, I'm so prepared. I'm beyond prepared. And then just ruin it. Because that's my worst nightmare. Mm. The people just taking my cameras <laughs> and throwing them over the side of a boat for no reason. <laughs> so that's why I love that. And I, my second, like, favorite joke, like, mm-hmm. uh, just another one, is all the little cutaways with Grunkle Stan in the boat. Yes. And I mentioned oh that, too. I, I love them so much. Her aim is getting better. Her aim is getting <laughs> yeah, better. Just, I absolutely oh love that this dude is about to propose to his, uh, like, girlfriend. <laughs> and he goes, you want to hear a joke? <laughs> it's like, why divorce is great and why marriage is horrible. And it's like, oh, this is the worst timing possible. It's funny because marriage is terrible. You really get to see why the guys at the lodge don't yeah. like or yeah. trust him. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's because this is just him all the time. So. Oh, man. Awesome. My my favorite joke was, um, it has to do with it being a cartoon for kids for adults. Um, so in at the beginning when they're talking about the reward and uh, Mabel has her imagination oh, yes. of the hamster ball um yes. that's not my favorite my favorite is the dipper part mm-hmm. where he's indiana jones yes. on an interview <laughs> on the charlie rose show really? <laughs> like that's what this is the cartoon guy they made that's charlie, charlie rose oh. and this is something that no kid watching this show would no. even have a clue about but he's legit on the charlie rose show <laughs> like this pbs through the door Yes. Oh, Why aren't you interviewing me? Also, she has she has like facial hair, little scruffs she's like, in she's that. She's out of the ball. She's disgusting. <laughs> she's becoming a hamster. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. That'd be that's so such a that's good, a good like. That's that's the comedy I expect to see. So yeah, yeah, the, the I fact that it was balls. the Charlie Rose oh show, gosh. like pulling this out of <laughs> PBS, like what? what are, oh, <laughs> he might as well have been on so NPR. Great. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that oh my gosh, so good. So I that think second second favorite joke and then first favorite joke. Um, and they're mm-hmm. so close. Second favorite joke is the hamster ball joke, which oh my gosh, <laughs> this is Gravity Falls humor. So it's like I'm gonna buy a hamster ball, and it cuts away, and it's like do do, and she's in the hamster ball, and then she looks down, not so high and mighty anymore, <laughs> and he's like squeak, like he squeaks I- sadly. And she's I, like, I just love mm-hmm. that hamster balls come up since the very first scene in the episode. Because he goes, hey, look at this. Yes. And they're yes. right there. And she's like, hamster balls? And yes. you think it's a throwaway joke? No, and then it's just it's a not. reoccurring yes. like, yes, it fantasy. Is. So he's so like, good. not so high and mighty anymore. And like rolls up to a stop sign. Yeah. The crazy <laughs> funky music starts going. And like, hey, boys. She's like, what? You can look, but <laughs> yeah. you can't touch. Yeah. Squeak, 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 squeak. And he's like, awesome. <laughs> so, oh. so dumb. <laughs> so that is Gravity Falls, like, calling back to previous things and just dumb humor and, like, fantasies and just imagination. Great. Okay, I think favorite joke of the episode is tied into... Trevor, yours with losing the cameras Um, Mm -hmm. right before that. And I didn't remember this joke at all, but it's one of my favorites now. Um, It has to do with Seuss. And uh, so the way I remember the episode is uh, Dipper says, so... Uh, you know the problem with monster hunts? They're like, uh, no idea. Oh, yes. You always lose the cameras. Yeah. Um, that's why I have 17 cameras, and they start losing the cameras, and it's beautiful. And so th- I think that joke kind of overshadowed this one. But <laughs> Dipper says, you know the problem with monster hunts? And Sue says, you're a side character, and you die in the first five minutes of the movie? Yes! Dude, yes! am I a side character? <laughs> Do you even think about things like that? <laughs> <laughs> and Dipper's like, no, you lose the camera. It's like, oh my gosh. Self-referential. It's Zeus, so it's a great joke. It's like, so good. You're a shark character, so you die in the... Dude, am I a shark character? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think that's my favorite joke of the episode. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, oh, that's super good. So, um couple things about this uh as we start to wrap up trivia um in as revealed originally old man mcguckett was gonna sing a song about the gobble wonker but it was cut because the episode was long and because mcguckett didn't have a good singing voice (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad he just did a jig instead that makes it so much better yes jig of doom jig of grave danger um second stan's car oh um oh i forgot about this joke too i'm gonna jump back to a joke real quick so when they're driving and he's like uh stan um wait uh i forget like why do we have blindfolds and you don't or something like that yeah. or uh oh, i hope yeah. you're not driving with blindfolds on or are something like that or no are you are you wearing one as well are you wearing one as well because he like hits something he's like oh well, these cataracts i might as well be and then they just go completely off the road and in the next scene they're like in the front getting ready to go in the boat but in the back is like the car and there's just like sticks sticking into the front grill <laughs> oh my god it's amazing and the license plate of his car is s-t-n-l-y MBL Stanley Mobile. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like the mystery mobile. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Wow. That, oh wow. Interesting. It, wow, that really solidifies this this scoop. Yeah, game. that's crazy. Wow. Um I didn't in, catch that. And wow. their nice. boat names are interesting as well. So Stan's boat is called oh, the Stan of War. 
And, <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. Um, uh, Seuss's boat is called the SS Cool Dude. <laughs> Great. Cool dude. So the and the cryptogram at the end reads: Next week, return to Butt Island. <laughs> so again, kind of just a throwaway. Yeah. Um, but that's all right. That's all right. They get into a whole lot more later on, and I am super duper excited for it. So at this point in time, we're going to go ahead and dive into the mailbag, which is where you guys send us your comments, your ideas, all those awesome stuff that's floating around your brain. You put it down in words and you send it to us. But uh, we haven't gotten any yet because this is uh, like we haven't told anyone that we were doing this. So (laughs) we we only recorded in advance. Yeah, we recorded this in advance and the first episode hasn't been published yet. So that's how um, recording works. Yeah. So next week, I guess we'll do mail. So we'll be doing the mailbag next week. If you have any awesome fans, awesome fans, any ideas, uh, any fan theories, (laughs) like literally anything, like reactions to the episode, things that like you thought, no, Joe, you were stupid. This is why, like, I think what I think. Um, and this is why this was the best episode of Gravity Falls ever. Yeah. Send that in. You can send that to oxfilmage at gmail.com. Um, Mm -hmm. you can find oxfilmage on Facebook, on on Twitter, mm-hmm. on uh, twitch.tv, on YouTube. You can also find Josephius, uh, that's J-O-S-E-P-H-E-O-U-S on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. Send us messages on any of those. We would love to get um, you guys involved in the show because you're the reason why we're doing it. It's fun to sit yeah. around and talk, but we're super excited to have you guys here listening alongside of us. You can even comment on YouTube. You can even comment on YouTube or SoundCloud or any other awesome yeah. sites that I don't know about yet, but I'll find out about Whatever when we I'm end publishing up this. You can even comment on sites that we're not on. You'll just look a little foolish. Yeah, yeah. you can go head I over mean, to YouTube. I mean, if you want to put it on Yahoo Answers. Spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else. Yep. Head over to the New York Times, find the newest article, and just My MySpace is still up. So <laughs> if you want to just send me a PC for PC, like, just let me know what your favorite joke was. Okay? And I'll, I'll PC mine to you. We got this. On that now, if you are a tad strange like we are, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, follow that channel, or do whatever your platform calls for. You'll get updates on our newest content releases and be able to follow us as we unravel the masterfully woven tapestry of Gravity Falls. I guess this is the point in the podcast where we say a goodbye and don't be a beaver with a chainsaw. And don't be a sad puppy stand. Mm.